Thank you, Michelle. Michelle's the prettiest, like most gorgeous person. Hi, guys. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about the Enneagram, the typology of nine interconnected personality types. I match my slides. That was on purpose. Thank you. Um, I am curious, is there, I just kind of get the range. Has that, I mean, where are we on like the Enneagram knowledge? Are we at like, is anyone here going, what is this <laughs> at all? Like, has, has somebody, has no clue what the Enneagram is? Is there like, or we have master's degree in this? Raise your hand if you like have read a book about the Enneagram. Cool. Raise your hand if you don't know your type and haven't taken a quiz. Perfect. Okay, so we kind of got the whole thing in here. Um, you guys have probably at this point seen this graphic. So the reason this is the nine interconnected types is because we have uh, one through nine, one perfectionist, two, the helper, three, the achiever, four, the romantic, five, the researcher, six, the loyalist, seven, the enthusiast, and eight, the challenger, and nine, the peacemaker, and they all move toward each other during stress and growth. Don't worry if this is new to you. We're going to break this all down, but uh, I kind of just wanted to get a, a feel for where we were at before, before we begin. So I'm Katie Day. You can tell that's me because we're both wearing hats. <laughs> like she said, I am a photographer, a podcast host, an improv comedian, a graphic designer, a mother of four. I'm a writer for a late night talk show. I'm a book binger, excellent starter, poor finisher. I hate to clean. I'm road trip ready. I'm a karaoke enthusiast, and I am an Enneagram Seven. You can probably guess that. Are there any other sevens in the room? Oh my gosh, my people! Shaylee goes. Uh, of course the sevens are all coming. There's not going to be any fives here. Um, <laughs> I am curious, though. Is there anyone that knows if they're an eight in the room? Yeah? Oh, that makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. Okay, cool. I think we might have... I was kind of trying to inspect all of your name tags uh, to see if we had, like, one represented, but I couldn't, I couldn't see any eights, so now I know you're here. Um, twos, you guys here? You, you all gave up your seats for someone else, probably? Okay, cool. Threes? Any threes here? Guys, I thought you were going to be right here, like taking notes and taking names. I love it. Fours. The whole bravery board is fours. <laughs> Except for Kate. Five. Uh, fives? Awesome. Sixes. Yes. And sevens I already heard. And eights. Okay, guys, that makes me so, so fun. Oh, guys, they don't care. <laughs> the nines don't mind. Nines, you hear? They're like, if it's okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm so sorry, nines. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> At least it happened to the nines. At least it happened to the nines. Thank you. If it happened to the twos, it would have been a big, big problem. Um, okay. So this is, this is so exciting. Okay, so here's my formal disclaimer. I am not an expert in the Enneagram. I'm just a lady who read a book, and then they gave me a microphone. <laughs> and because I'm a seven, I'm going to own it, and I love it. But I do. I am so excited about it. I can't talk about it enough. I kept telling myself, like, I spend most of my time trying not to talk about the Enneagram. So the fact that you all like came here and want to hear about it, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. It's so exciting. So uh, my sources, my main source for this particular talk is The Road Back to You and Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile. Um, and the reason why that's my main source is because it's the one I read. And also, it's like a really good primer. So I'm going to be kind of like your, your primer. And then Jen's going to come in here and like 
master's degree you. Like, it's insane what she's going to cover. It's going to be awesome. Uh, my other sources are a weird amount of podcasts and Jen Fortner. This, <laughs> anything Jen has to say, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So the name of my talk is How to Alienate Every Person in Your Life Using the Enneagram. OK, I'm just kidding. That's not the actual name of my talk, but it is my final disclaimer. Uh, learning the Enneagram has the potential to annoy your friends and loved ones. Proceed with caution. Uh, a, couple, a couple things from the book is uh, he warns that a lot of times people will turn this knowledge into a weapon like, oh, you're such a six, or quit being a three. And he's basically saying, don't do that. Everyone will hate you. Literally, that's a quote. Everyone will hate you. That is a hilarious, <laughs> that's a hilarious way to start his book. Um, an observation from my own life is sometimes you have an interaction with something and it's really meaningful to you. And when it's something's meaningful to you, it's really hard not to just shout it from the rooftops to everyone and, and be frustrated that it's not meaningful to them. And uh, there's a compares comparison I heard that says, um, <laughs> if the gospel means good news, it should be good news for everyone in your life and not just something you pound over people's uh, heads, which sometimes I do as a seven. Um, the other fake rules that I just made up are don't type other people out loud anyway. Uh, don't tell someone they aren't the type. They've already decided that they are. Whoops. I did that a lot. I'm working on it. And then don't try to bother, or don't bother trying to convince an Enneagram hater to believe in this. There's really no point. They're either interested or they're not. Just stick to your own story. Um, that is one that uh, I was thinking about coming in here today. I was like, I don't think anyone would pay $10 to show up and be like, I don't believe in this. <laughs> I don't think there's any merit. And if you are, I mean, that's a weird way to spend your Saturday, but welcome. <laughs> that's fine. OK, so what's the point of the Enneagram? I think it's important to, bring, like, to start everything with why. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? Uh, the first point for me is uh, growth mindset. So that's something that's really personal and important to me. I hope that at the end of my life, the whole point of it was to grow. And people with a growth mindset, if you've never heard that terminology before, they believe that they can change and they can improve. These are the kind of people that I want to surround myself with. They are not victims. They are not just going, life is happening to me and there's really nothing I can do about it. They embrace challenges. They believe they can achieve what they want with effort and perseverance. So this typology, even though you're reading about a list of your weaknesses, uh, which is sometimes hard to read, it's not meant to be limiting. It's not meant to say, that's the way I am. I wrote up here like, I can't be in charge of the bills, guys. I'm a seven, LOL. I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't clean. No, that's, like, that's not the point of this exercise. Yes, you should. You should be aware of your weaknesses, but it doesn't mean you have to stay there, right? So growth mindset is extremely important in uh, learning the Enneagram. And uh, the quote from the book says, I don't want to be pigeonholed or put in a box. And their answer is, the Enneagram doesn't put you in a box. It shows you the box you're already in <laughs> and how to get out of it, which I love. It's a different, uh, different phrase. Uh, and the second thing is compassion and empathy. And this one is like, I have so many examples of how the Enneagram has moved me toward empathy in my life and relating to other people. Because uh, what they're saying is uh, there's these nine beautiful ways to see the world. But we all see it slightly differently. And it's all, it's all a broken view. We all have kind of a broken way of experiencing the world. And so if I can somehow put on 
you know, a pair of nine glasses and see the world through their perspective, it would feel extremely different than how I see the world as a seven. And what, what's going to happen is we're going to have a lot more compassion for people who don't experience the world the same as us and not just be so frustrated that they're not seeing it the way that you see it. Um, so I'll go ahead and read this. The Enneagram is a tool that reveals the lens in which people see the world. When you realize your loyalist six husband views it as a place filled with danger and uncertainty, and he in turn understands that when you get up in the morning, you as the performer three feel an urgent need to compete and excel at everything you do, it's amazing how much compassion you can have for each other. It goes on to say, everything isn't so personal anymore. You understand that your loved one's behavior is born out of this, you know, this biography, this wound, this fractured vision of life, which we all have a different version of. Um, and the authors say, we hope the Enneagram sparks greater compassion for others and yourself. If we could all have nine pairs of Enneagram glasses and swap them, we'd be moved to extend inf infinitely more grace and understanding to one another. Uh, the compassion is the foundation of relationships. It changes everything. And I loved this stuff so much that I went on for another slide. It says, we can't change the, uh, the way other people see. We can't do it. Um, but we can try to experience the world through their eyes and then help them change what they do with what they see. Um, when our hearts are small, our understanding and compassion are limited, and we suffer, and we can't accept or tolerate others and their shortcomings, and we demand that they change. This is so, so relatable to me. But when our hearts expand, these same things don't make us suffer anymore. We have a lot of understanding and compassion and can embrace others. We accept others as they are, and then they have a chance to, to transform. And in case all that was a little too heady, uh, basically the summary is it's when we try to stop changing people and just simply love them, that they actually have a shot at transformation. The Enneagram is a tool that awakens our compassion for people just as they are and not the people that they, we wish they'd become so our lives would become easier. So I have an example of this. Um, uh, okay, so this empathy thing. Sevens see the world um, as more fun the better, right? And we don't like pain. Ugh or like paying bills or taxes or mundane detail work or chores or adulting in any way, shape or form. Um, that is a view that I can see uh, the world through. My, my mother is a two and she is like fantastic at anticipating needs. Like it's like a magic trick. Like I can't even like, she'll be like, you're sad. You need to this, go to Starbucks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm at Starbucks and I'm like, that's exactly what I needed. Like it's like amazing. The flip side to that is if you are a two in her life, it's very hard for other people to anticipate needs the way she can. Like not everyone has that superhuman trick. So it can actually get really frustrating and these twos in here can weigh in when you're constantly meeting other people's needs and then you turn around and go, huh, I've got needs too. And there was tension between me and my mom about that because I wasn't going out of my way to show her the appreciation. And once I learned about her number, I was thinking, oh my goodness, okay, I've got empathy for this now because let's say my mom goes all, all in on something for me that she you know, really worked hard on and I'm like, cool, thanks, peace. She, it would be devastating for her heart. Like if it would, be, it would feel the same way I would feel if let's say <laughs> uh, I told my husband, hey, tomorrow, what if we road trip? We're gonna go to Crystal Bridges Art Museum. We're gonna like, I'm in the snacks, we're road trip, and he's cool, like cool, all in, all in. I'm like, spontaneous road trip, most fun ever. And if I woke up in the morning, he was like, about that, I changed my mind, let's do our taxes. <laughs> all day. And I'd be like, what? Like it would be devastating. For someone else in this room, that'd be like, that's no big deal, you gotta do your taxes. So 
picturing that, <laughs> picturing that devastation now when my mom goes out of her way to do something nice for me and no one notices, it's like, oh my gosh, you feel like me? Are you on tax day? I'm so sorry. <laughs> so then you want to go out of your way to appreciate that person and, and love them in the language that they're receiving. So I just feel like my patience and understanding just, just in that relationship has grown tenfold just literally by reading the description of how a two experiences the world. And again, instead of trying to be like, well, just don't let it bother you. Like, that'd be easier for me. Like, no, like, I love people exactly as, as they are and love them in the way that they can be loved. And that's what compassion is, right? Okay, so that was one of my stories. Guys, that's me on a, it's me on a rock in Iceland. Just being a, being a seven. Um, okay, so my story, I kind of want to go into just a little bit of a practical application of how this uh, movement goes. So my home base, my homeroom is this seven, the enthusiast, right? But I move to a one under stress, and I move to a five under growth, during growth. Um, so what does that all mean? Well, for a seven, uh, I tend to create things a lot. And if I am getting particularly stressed about the thing that I'm creating, I will notice myself going into like a self-hating, perfectionist tendency where I don't want to turn it in until it's absolutely perfect and I hoard it and whatever. That's a tendency I've had my whole life that I couldn't name. And uh, learning the Enneagram made me go, oh my goodness, I'm stressed out. Whoa, I need to actually take a minute and like do some health and, and self-care and not be stressed anymore because I'm doing that thing where I'm hoarding the thing and I'm not sharing it anymore. It helps you with self-awareness to know, am I actually stressed? Because sevens can just zip through life and be like, no stress, no pain, everything's fine. So if I'm doing that, that's a good signal to me. Five, this is like level unlocked, guys. I feel like it's just mind-blowing. Okay, the five is the researcher. So they are, uh, they, they research, they analyze, they can create systems really well. You wouldn't think that would have anything to do with seven. So I'm going to tell you a little example called I don't like to clean and I'm a garbage person. Okay, <laughs> so my whole, my whole early marriage, uh, I... I, I just wish, I wish you could understand. I didn't see the mess. <laughs> you know how people say that? Um, it's true. Like, I would be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a craft. I made the craft. I posted it on Instagram, and everyone loves it. And then I'd, like, walk away from so many craft supplies. And I'd be like, it's done. <laughs> and so then I'd be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to paint a mural. These, these might be real examples, by the way. And then I'm going to paint a mural. And then I'm going to post it on Instagram. And everyone loves me. And then leave the paints. And then I'm like, I'm hungry. Leave all the food. And then, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a song. And then I'm like writing a song. And my husband gets home from work. And he's like, what happened? <laughs> and then literally I'd be like, huh? Uh, oh, yeah, no, there it is. And then I would... <laughs> I would say things like, you, you're no fun. This is fun. Everyone on Instagram loves me. This is fun. And he's like, this is no, you have to clean up after yourself. And I'm like, yeah, you're the murderer of fun. I think I told him once. Um, so I was like stuck in this mess zone of, I'm like, I don't know. It's not that I'm trying to be a garbage person. I just don't know how to change. And so a non-growth mindset would be like, what do you do? I'm a seven. At least I have cool paintings. 
Um, but if you have a growth mindset, you think, okay, I think I believe it's possible to change. I believe I can't overcome this. So what is my, what's going to be my strategy to doing this? So learning about the Enneagram, I learned that usually the antidote to the thing I'm struggling with is by moving into this five zone. Guys, there's books about cleaning. <laughs> like more than one. Like there's like a shelf on Barnes and, Barnes and Noble. There's podcasts about cleaning. One of my favorite podcasts is called A Slob Comes Clean. And I'm like, really? Oh my gosh, that's me. And uh, there's systems in place. There's like strategies where you set your alarm. I don't have to do this anymore, guys. Don't make fun of me. I had alarms in my phone that would go off just like every couple hours that were like, look around. <laughs> is there a mess? And I'd be like, there is. Wow. OK, good, good, good idea. Um, I don't have to do that anymore because of growth mindset. I can change. I have changed. I'm actually like, I've got like kind of a system now where if I'm not careful under stress, I can be like, whoa, my system. Were you guys earlier? You're not doing my system. I said I'm, I'm aspiring to be a neat freak is my new goal. Um, but it's gotten so much better because I moved into that five zone. So for sevens, it's kind of crazy where you're like, what does being a seven have to do with the five? In fact, it can like, it's almost the antidote to being a five. It's like crazy how it all connects. This is true for every number. So learn not only your number, but how you move to in stress. Because if you find yourself doing those tendencies, you'll be like, whoa, I'm really stressed right now. And learn what you're like in growth and notice those positive tendencies. And then you can go, oh, I'm researching right now. I must be healthy today. How awesome. It's a great, great understanding. So another thing, level unlocked. Uh, learning the Enneagram in my marriage. So I was going through a time. Um, where I felt like I was married to the murderer of fun. <laughs> Just kidding, from earlier. Okay, um, no, I was, <laughs> I felt, I, was, I, I really did say that once when the house was a mess. It's not a great, wasn't a great moment for me. Um, I was feeling like I was going through a challenging time in my marriage where I felt like this feels like a challenge. It feels like our conversations are challenging. It feels like a lot of the, the communication is a challenge. I'm gonna learn about the Enneagram. It turns out, guess what number he is? <laughs> He's the challenger. Uh, it's the eight. Um, and learning about uh, his personality type and how it interacts with my personality type, just like it said on the earlier slide about compassion, it makes things not quite so personal anymore. And again, this doesn't like excuse any of our weaknesses or whatever. It just kind of gives you like a roadmap of like, oh, this is his resting place. Is like, you know what's fun? To debate. Like, it wouldn't be fun if we just kind of like threw out something, a topic that you don't love talking about and just kind of see what happens. And I'm like, this is pain. Sevens hate pain. Abort, abort. I got to go. And then what he's really doing as I'm learning it is going like, play with me. Like, play with me. Let's talk about fun stuff that I think is fun. Do you want to play? And seeing it through that lens, it makes those conversations not so, you know, scary anymore. Another thing that I found out, um, these were also taken in Iceland, and there's a reason for this. Um, is because he has a big uh, seven wing. Like, he actually is super fun. And this beautiful thing happens when you're an eight who is just this leader, can get things done, can make things happen, are pretty decisive with a seven wing, is he can also make really fun things happen. And so I'm a seven and tend to live in my six wing anxiety. So we had a choice of whether we should go to Iceland. And I went straight to, Iceland is fun, I want fun. But six wing 
Do we have the finances for it? How are we gonna, you know, how are we gonna, what are we gonna do with the kids? What if something happens while we're gone? And what, what if my kids don't have a mom anymore? And it's just like this spiral into anxiety of money and how and fear and whatever. And I, if I go there, I can go, let's not go to Iceland. It's not worth it because the potential pain is gonna override the potential fun. Getting married to a eight wing seven, he has this ability to say, we're going to Iceland. And I'm like, really? Okay. That's awesome. I cannot tell you how many really fun things I've gotten to experience just from having being paired up with someone who can be very decisive and have a make it work attitude because we did make it work and it was a blast. So it, learning the Enneagram not only helped me learn uh, why some of his challenges are challenging, but it also helped me see what we had in common and how great this life can be together when you're not paired up with the exact same person as you because you can kind of make each other stronger. Um, okay, so raise your hand if you don't know your type. Okay, one, two, uh, that's, wow, awesome. Even if you're like, is anyone just like, like, I'm pretty sure I know my type, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, cool, let's just, do all of you have the handouts? I wanna make sure that's, um, if anyone needs a handout, like you would be the ones that for sure should have a handout. Okay. So this is mainly for you guys, but I know some of you guys might be leading other people through this at some point, so we're gonna go over this anyway. So here are some suggestions for finding your type. Uh, look for the type that best describes you, who you are and not the type you'd like to be or think you or have always wanted to be. Um, if in doubt, think about what you were like at 18 or younger because by now you might have developed some growth strategies already and you might have forgotten. So one of those things for me was like uh, sevens don't like to be uh, to, to be sharing feelings too much. And I'm like, well, I can't relate to that at all. And then I thought about me during high school and I did keep my feelings really close to my chest. So that's kind of just like an example of how that would work. Um, you could ask your close friends, your spouse, your spiritual director to read the descriptions and offer their opinions. Uh, just don't kill the messenger. Um, if while reading a description, you begin to feel squeamish because it's captured your inner world in a way that only someone who's hacked into the server where you back up your personality could know about, then you're probably zeroing in on your number. Um, you might feel humiliated. Don't despair. There's so many other people like you. It's also kind of a relief. Uh, don't expect to identify with every single feature of your number. You won't. Just be on the lookout for the one that comes closest to describing who you are. And if it's any comfort, it takes some people several months to explore their numbers, gather feedback uh, before they feel confident in identifying their type. And try not to get all pouty. Every single number has weaknesses. Let's try to have a sense of humor about this. So, I thought it might be more helpful before we go into Jen's very in-depth uh, nuances of the Enneagram, which is mind-blowing and awesome, if you guys just kind of had like a firm baseline of your number, if you're not sure, and then if you could discuss your number with your other fellow numbers. I was like, I said, would it be too much to label? Like, I don't want to put a label on you guys, but would you put this label on you? Um, <laughs> uh, so you don't have to necessarily go to the different parts of the room, but I would suggest if you are not sure or if you're maybe sure, spend this time alone with those um, packets and circle the statements that are true. And the type with the most circles is probably your type. And I said, OMG, it's like a Cosmo quiz. It's so fun. OK. <laughs> so that would be probably the best use of your time during this. And then if you are already confident about your number, and you guys can weigh in on this. I'll, I'll totally. Uh, would it be fun to break up into your life? Hey guys, Michelle here. If you liked what was talked about on this podcast, let us know. We want to hear from you and get your feedback. Also, we kind of want to know who you are. We know we have listeners from all over the world, so please reach out. 
You can find us by searching The Bravery Board on Facebook or Instagram or by going to our website, thebraveryboard.com. Also, please give us a rating in iTunes. Yeah, we know it kind of takes a few minutes, but it helps us spread the word. And we're kind of all about this message of thriving. As always, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being you. You guys are awesome.